Good afternoon. I'm Claudia Shamba, welcoming you to the 12-1, that's December 1st, 2016 edition of Real People of Orange County. Filling in once again for Kimberly Martin, a Citizens of Climate lobby activist, are going to be our guests today, Mark Tabert, Bruce Tierney, and Alex Maldonado, fresh from FaceTime with congressional and other legislative offices from both sides of the aisle, reporting on their latest encounters. Real people with real marching orders while the global clock ticks. We'll be right back after a short station break. Welcome back to the show. My guests are activists from the local chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby. They are Mark Tabert, Bruce Tierney, and Alex Maldonado. Mark Tabert, co-founder of the Newport Beach area chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby, is responsible for spawning new chapters around Orange County. Mark served in the U.S. Army and Special Services. His business years thereafter were allied with sales in the steel industry. Later, he became a self-employed broker in different fields, eventually retiring from a career as a business broker, buying and selling small and medium-sized businesses. He tried his hand at municipal politics in a Newport Beach City Council race that he lost in 2009. My Second of three, Bruce Tierney, he, who is also a product of Southern California. He earned his undergraduate degree from UC Santa Barbara in mechanical engineering and a postgraduate degree from UCLA in heat transfer and thermodynamics. An online article advocating a nonpartisan solution to climate change authored by Cl- Citizens Climate Lobby inspired him to join the volunteer organization where he now serves as the group leader for the Orange County Central Chapter. Alex Maldonado, our third and last guest here, was born and raised in South Orange County. She earned a BA at, and I don't know where in Tennessee, where was the, where in Tennessee was that? It was called Bryan College. It was a small liberal arts school. Bryan College. Mm -hmm. Bryan with an I, with a Y. With a Y. With a Y. Majoring in communications and liberal arts. She currently works at an aerospace testing lab in Irvine. She's found Citizen Climate Lobby on VolunteerMatch.com about three months ago while seeking volunteer opportunities in the area and was drawn by the thoughtful approach to dialogue and disagreement. While living in Chattanooga, Tennessee, she worked in the outdoor industry, gaining a deeper appreciation for sustainable consumer goods, as well as the nuances in educating the public about the intersection of one's ethics and one's purchasing power. The summer of 2015, before moving back to California, she volunteered with the Austrian Red Cross, working with refugees and their ambulance service, where she also learned about immigration in general from a European perspective. Flying over Greenland this summer on her way to Iceland, she found how she wondered how anyone could make that flight and not think climate change has something to do, not think that it wasn't something to do with the melting landscape. It's, it's difficult to understand that. I will get that. Alex's interests include climbing, theology, colonial imperial history, anything pertaining to the ocean, 
fly fishing, sustainable ways of living, and of course, travel. Those are today's three guests. Welcome back, Mark Tabbert and Bruce Tierney, and welcome for the first time, Alex Maldonado to KUCI. Thank you. Thank you for having us. us. All right. Well, that's three voices. We almost heard heard Mark in there. So let's begin with a general accounting. Now, Mark and Bruce have been on the Ask a Leader show where we've talked about citizens climate lobby many times because it's an essential kind of involvement that we need to spend a lot of attention on it's a real treat for kimberly martin to give me this time on real people orange county to talk about what these people are doing right here so let's start with bruce tierney then telling us about the charter of citizens climate lobby and how you've made it your calling but let's the charter because a lot of people got we've got to know why and what's special about this organization laser like in your focuses yes so thanks for having us here, Claudia. I love it. Um, so Citizens Climate Lobby is about creating the political will for action on climate change. And I think you know some of the unique things about Citizens Climate Lobby is we have a laser focus on a solution. So it's this revenue neutral carbon fee and dividend, and it's really recognized as the solution that can cross the political spectrum. So both Democrats and Republicans can find something to really like about it. And so we work with both of those parties in achieving that goal. And um, so CCL um, has, has grown dramatically, really exponentially. Um, really both in the off, county, in the state, and nationally. Exactly, yeah. So in the county, in Orange County, L.A. County, we now have 11 chapters. In both counties? Up, uh, totaling total, 11? Total in both chapters. How many counties. in Orange County? Do you have a... Three, three in Orange County. At least County. three now. And likely, yeah. no, there's one spawning as we speak. Exactly, as we likely. speak. Likely. Indeed, Clemente. there is. San Clemente. Okay. All right. We are at the cutting edge here at Real People of Orange County, exactly. where we belong. Very good. Well, <laughs> well spoke. So I think in Orange County, this is a really exciting place to be for climate change. You know, it's not as though everyone we talk to and the Congress people we talk to already buy in. We're not preaching to the choir. We're very There's, close to the Earth System Science activity here yes. at UCI, mm-hmm. where we're getting incredible information. Yeah, exactly. Leading edge science. Yeah, so we have that. So we have the, con- the the contrast of leading edge science, and we also have a lot of climate deniers in this area. So the opportunity is, <laughs> is fascinating. It yeah. is, yeah, it's fun and fascinating. So you know, getting our group getting to meet with uh, some of the congressional leaders that say, well, I I, I believe there's something to climate change, and we'll talk about those in specific. Sure. But okay. that those are the people that you're you're working with, exactly. both on the state arena as well as the national. Some on the state, but mostly mainly. on the national. That's really where our focus is, and primarily because we can then expand that to cross into a global solution more easily so i'm just wondering though if there's a farm team of political public office holders that you can be priming and maybe that's why you're you're that's to you're showing how laser like your focus is that you're not looking at where there's the farm team of people coming up that are going to be filling those places that are going to be staffed to those next congressional office holders Sure. Absolutely. It's very dynamic. And we meet with state people. We meet with federal people every, you know, two years it changes. And even within that, some of the people we deal with get promoted. So we now work with a local person here in Irvine's moved to D.C. and is the chief of staff for Mimi Walter- Walters. Okay. That's, 50, oh, okay. And we are going to talk about her her staff, here, her office here in a specific. So your so Mark is in one chapter, the Newport Beach. That's, that's not is that the central one. No, we're the coast. Of the co- you're at coast. Bruce is in the central. And there's an Alex. Uh, is there, which one of the chapters are you I'm a part of? I'm also in central. You're also in central. We're going to talk. Just hold on to that mic there. So so that's what you're doing. And 
it's a phenomenal effort that you're all engaged in where you're tracking the press and you are on it. You're responding immediately. The membership daily is tracking what's being said in any media. And tell us about how that works. And uh, so people that are taking notes know that hey, maybe this is something they ought to be doing now. They absolutely should be doing this. And if you're one of those people listening into this and you're tired of watching on TV networks or hearing your congressional leaders do nothing and deny climate change, this is your opportunity to jump in and, and take action. And, you know, you do the kind of thing you enjoy doing. Some people write letters to the editor. I was in the LA Times yesterday. Which oh, was congratulations. Sort of Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I should look back carefully again. That's yeah. a fantastic response. You got to see it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, the t- my two dailies are killing me, my print. So, but that's not about me. So, and what you, so that's an example. You write the letter, and so anybody can do it. And I'm thinking, in terms of like on the Citizens Climate Lobby website, you have a, a little YouTube of a, an inter, a, a professional skier talking up her pitch why climate change matters to her. And she's representing athletic manufacturing. And so she takes her tack. So everybody has a little skin. Everybody has a, an approach. They could write the letter. And how, how hard was it for you to write your letter yesterday? It's not hard. I mean, you, uh, you know, you, we, we send out an email. We know what the articles that were climate change related. And you take, you know, 30 minutes if you want and crank out a little short letter. Did you need an editor? You can just no, just submit it on your own. And they pretty much typed it up the way you sent in because I know sometimes their copy editors mess with. You're absolutely right. They do mess a little. They took out a few bits that were sort of the fun. You know the cherished oh, part of it. Come and that's on, that's okay. I know. I'll, I'll give them a break. But the the heart of the message was there, and so okay. I'm thrilled with that. Okay, good. And so, yeah, to follow on your point, you do what you want to do in CCL. If you love writing letters, people do that. If, on the other hand, you say, "I want to go," I want to go talk to Congress people, then you can go do that too. So, and let's t- yeah. let's talk about that. Still in the generic, we we will be specific about individual office holders. But I always like to give people an opportunity to say how not exotic it is to meet with these people. They just, they put on one shoe at a time and they do, there's nothing different from them other than they have a staff and they, they, they raise money for their the political campaign that they're running and that kind of, but when, when you're on a, in having FaceTime with them, how exotic does it really seem to be once you're underway with that meeting? It's not, and it's really surprising how, you know, you make a few phone calls, send some emails, and all of a sudden you're there face-to-face with either a, a staffer or the congressperson themselves. So, you know, one of the 535 most powerful people in the country, and you've got half an hour of their time. It's a half an pretty, hour? Pretty That's impressive. a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, and, but, and you're ready. You know how to pace yourself. You've got your 30-minute right. stick down. Yeah. Alex. Mm-hmm. So have you, um, now, uh, we're going to give you a chance to talk about your slice of that. We're, we're going to stay sure. with the generic part of the, the organization here so that everybody knows there's something in it for them. And, and what we're doing here on Real People of Orange County today is giving everybody a chance who feels a little, a little overtaken by current political affairs that they will empower themselves. They'll feel better clinically if they get involved and do something constructive. And it's not hard. Right. Mark Tabbert. I want to jump in and say that Donald Trump has turned out to be our best recruiter. The <laughs> Wednesday after he was elected, instead of getting 20 people on our intro call, we got 70 people. Okay. And the following Wednesday, we have it every Wednesday, these intro right, calls. Right, and we'll give people the information about the, how to follow. The, the following Wednesday, we had 200 people. Ten times our normal... In a matter of two and three in a matter weeks. Of, that was a matter of eight days. 
from 20 to 200? Right. Oh, okay, I was thinking it was up to right now. Oh, that's well, and it must be still be growing then. Okay. So well, and everybody else is experiencing the same kind of growth, I think. The Sierra Club the raised more money. I don't know the statistic exactly, but they raised a lot of money in the first month or but, the first week. But I want to say there's something more, I think, beneficial than writing a check is somebody engaging in some lobbying, one-on-ones, in uh, educational processes with office holders. You feel like you really are now making an inroad, and you learn something. You learn something about yourself. You learn something about transactional kinds of uh, acuity that you want to develop, and you learn some things. It's like the, the old line about 85% of life showing up that, that just you learn sort of the nervous ticks or the funny little things that seem to just divert that office holder's attention. You can go back to that whenever you want. Is that what you're finding? It's absolutely true. I mean, the the 30 minutes I spent with my congressman, I walked out of there and it was the most exhilarating experience. I mean, you really feel like you really can make a difference. And some people say, ah, you know, this democracy, it's it's rigged, there's nothing you can do. Well, you can't say that until you've stepped up and tried. And you'll absolutely. be surprised how easy it is to step up and try. Yeah. And so did you feel like, I mean, in the the still the generic here we 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 promised to get specific but did you feel like that they were they had their little their iPhone set aside the smartphone was away and they were weren't being too distracted that they had your pretty much you had their full attention absolutely full attention good listener asking good questions yes. and, and you know we realize there's a long ways to go so um, we make good progress on that. We have another meeting. Mark had one in November. There's right. another one, another one, another one. Yeah. And you can see one of the main dynamics that's changed is they're not brushing us off. They're now pushing back with questions. They're I, glad to see you. Yeah, they're glad to see you, and they have very specific questions they're asking now, which is encouraging. Okay, well, let's go from, because I want to talk about that kind of progress that you're making. That I want to have you talk about the benchmark. Let's say, what were the sort of initial ways in which you were engaged with some, you know, doubters, deniers, and where has that morphed into a much more hands-on applied kind of question of you, the visitor in the office? Yeah, so the first time we went, I mean, it was a cold handshake when we walked years, into the how office. How many years ago? Like 2000? This was 2015, June. Oh, that's not that long ago. Not that long ago. So oh. we have our international conference every year in June, followed by lobby day. So you're you're there, you're walking through the halls of Congress and meeting all these people. And we walked in the office and it was a cold greeting and there was no real questions. And it was Pro like... Forma, kind of. Yeah, it was like, you know, the reality is the Republicans can't approach this topic right now. And, and then the next... Next time we came back, it was like, well, I, I don't understand. So the money comes in, and, and how is it distributed out, and how is that a benefit, and does the government keep the money, and is this a big government, is this a regulation? So we get peppered with all these questions, which we have really good answers for with our solution. And it's I can clearly see it's not you're not over with one of those meetings. You have to go back and continue to do that again and again. But the fact that the dynamic has been reversed is very encouraging. Do you always get emails back after your visit? We send an email, you and often it. we'll get. Sometimes it's sort of a form letter. We'll get back, um, but um, that's you know, going to change, Bruce Tierney. <laughs> I, I know it's going to change. Okay. Well, we needed to follow up on another thing, or we were you know, some something that can run by you there. Mark, did you? You're ready to add to this. Well, I just want to say that Bruce is the Bruce is the liaison for Mimi Walters, and Mimi Walters deserves our thanks because she, along with Ed Royce 
just recently, well, this was now a few months back, but she voted to, to continue funding climate research in Congress. She joined with the Democrats and about 30 other Republicans to, to sustain that, that funding. So that's a great, that's a great that's step. That's movement. That's something to say thank you for. Okay. Okay. For those of you who've just tuned in, I'm Claudia Shamba filling in today for Kimberly Martin here on Real People of Orange County. You can follow this on uh, at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Follow us on Twitter at KUCI FM, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, all of those platforms, and uh, streaming uh, around the world on KUCI.org. So, my guest today, we're talking with activists from the Citizens Climate Lobby, Mark Tabert, Bruce Tierney, and Alex Moldonado. So I want to give Alex a chance to talk about what brought you in here. I've said some in a summary what sort of brought you. So sure. let's say what, what what was your mindset and what got you looking around for something more fulfilling than whatever the heck you were doing. <laughs> Less fulfilling. Oh, um, exactly. Actually, I had a I had a friend from college come out to visit. Um, and uh, I think from before we, you mentioned, I'm, I'm from Orange County and uh, went to college in Tennessee. And so a buddy from there came out and she was just talking about taking this past year and really trying to um, improve. Oh, so something said was said just to the point of, I just really want to become a better person and actually... I'm sorry, how was that again? So she was saying out loud or yeah, you were she, both no, saying? No, she, she was telling me, I've taken this year to really focus on trying to become a better person and just uh, living out my values. And I it was one of those simple conversations that had a pretty big impact on me. And I was like, you know, these issues are things that I care about. And so I'm going to see if there's anything locally that I can do to try and get involved. And uh, so like any any good kid that's been raised in the, from the 90s on, I Googled, uh, you know, what volunteer opportunities in Orange County. And um, this website called Volunteer Match came up. That and, came up. That's uh, not something you'd heard about before. No, something it wasn't. Was an open-ended question to the search engine. Absolutely. And up pops volunteermatch.com right. and we can see what they're tacking on mm-hmm. there. And, and so actually myself and about four or five other people in our chapter recently, just they also found it through that same medium. So it's it's been a pretty good uh, recruiting resource for CCL. Well, there you go. You can cross-reference yeah. that on your website. Oh. Is it already is? It already is. I mean, we uh, we get we have a relationship with them at their headquarters, wherever that is. I think in D.C. Okay, <laughs> and, that's uh, right. And uh, but yeah, I would think maybe seventy percent of our people that have joined sort of out of the blue have come from Volunteer Match. The other big source we have when we table at places at events, like right now, a big source of, of good re- recruits is it um, is uh, Standing Rock. Okay. There are a lot of there are a lot of people that are against Standing Rock. What's happening up in North Dakota? The pipeline there. And if you go there, they're all climate activists at the same time. So I've been to three. I went to one today for Greenpeace. There's another one this Saturday in Santa Ana on Fourth Street in Maine. Um, how about I went to one at UCI. How about the actually, Disney actually Hall. Left show. How about like some totally totally different fields to till, like a, a performing arts kind of. You know, where a couple thousand people come waltzing in. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Has that been done? I don't have know. You, have you done that? The Fine Arts Arena. I'm, I mean, I know you've got easy pickings with those, but I'm thinking they they need to be asked in that setting. I don't want to get too long winded on this, but no, we, no. Had a, we had a volunteer, Camilla Thorndike. Okay. Camilla Thorndike was in Orange County. She moved back to Oregon, but she was working originally for to do a play 
theatrical performance to feature climate change. And she actually showed the show they were working on for this nonprofit up at Brea, at the church up there. Okay. Um, I think the... I don't think it succeeded. Oh, it didn't. But uh, there are people that try poetry and different artistic avenues to get in. Right. Well, okay. Camilla, I wish should, I should say that Camilla Thorndike Thorndike Camilla Thorndike went back to uh, Oregon. Now she runs her own nonprofit in Washington D.C. And if you, this is a different group, but I support them very strongly. If you go to hashtag, put a price on it, you'll find her group. And basically, what they are is a CCL for young people. Okay. So put a price on it. Yeah, hashtag. hashtag put, I got hashtag. that. That's put a price secret. on it. Yeah, yeah. And they're very tied with the Years of Living Dangerously movement, right? All right. Right. And so that we flow and we cover it all, this would be a nice time to mention the next installment of the Years of Living Dangerously uh, series. The episode next week will be broadcast on December 7 and December 8 around the county will be gatherings to watch that together. So if you want to, which one of you wants to give us the scoop on that? Mark? We're going to have four viewing parties. And at the end of the show, I'd like to go back, Claudia, and give everybody the exact location, but I'll say it quickly now. The first location, the one I'm going to be at, is going to be in Newport Beach at Temple Bat Yam. Okay. That's right over, over the hill from here. It's just up, yeah, it's just on Jamboree uh, near the post office in, in Bison. Newport. Yeah. The next one is in Bruce's chapter, which is in Mission Viejo at a UU church on Lisa Viejo. It's in, uh, yeah. It's just off of Lisa Viejo. Uh, Brea has Brea has a chapter, and they're having a, a viewing party at the UCC Church on Imperial. And just yesterday, we started a fourth viewing down in San Clemente, and that will be at the Methodist Church down there. It's uh, St. Andrew by the Sea. So we're having four viewing parties in Orange County alone, which is pretty exciting for us. Um, and, because, and the reason is your CCL, Citizens Climate Lobby, is mentioned in this. Yeah, they're not just mentioned, they're featured. If you watch the show, there's two parts, basically. There's usually two movie stars or TV stars. And a scientist. And, and our guy, too. I always say his name wrong, but it's Bradley Woodford, who was on the show... Um, on West Wing. West Wing. Among others. See, I never never saw it, because I don't oh, watch much TV, but... That was the bomb that got us through 2000 to th- 2008. We had to watch as much West Wing episodes as <laughs> we could. It's well, listen, an alternative universe. Bradley gave us, CCL, a shout-out on the uh, Today Show about three weeks ago. And he's the guy that sort of deals with our issue. So for half the show, they'll be talking about citizens' climate lobbying, our methodology in Washington. It's pretty amazing, Claudia, when you think about it. We're a $2.5 million budget company, nonprofit, with 19 staff members, and yet we're going to be featured for our work in Washington on national television. Uh, Actually, it's international television. It goes all over the world. Right, it's streamed everywhere, too, and it it keeps on being available. Bruce. One more thing I want to add about CCL. So CCL, we have people that are 16, 17 years old in the group, people in their 20s, 30s, all the way up to this one guy who's 92 years old. And he has the greatest line I love to share. He says to looking back at all of us, he says, he says, I'm not so worried about myself. I'll get out of here on time. I'm worried about the rest of you. And it's sort of a reference to climate change and how he feels like this is going to be an issue. The younger you are, the more serious this issue is. Um, so I think here on KUCI, it's, it's, it's an urgent issue. So I, I was a witty, a dry wit statement I've always loved that he said. Yeah. I, well, I think that's 
unconsciously we're all thinking about that. Anybody who's cleared like the half century mark, looking back and thinking, yeah. "Wow, what a what a dreadful account drained for subsequent generations." Well, I I wax on that way. Well, we are we're we're talking about how Alex Maldonado was drawn into this with uh, the volunteermatch.com and so there was a setting where you um, and young people are looking around for purpose looking for models looking for structure looking for things so it was a it was a perfect setup where your friend was talking openly about looking for purpose you were receptive and you followed through did she follow through too you know what? I don't think she has like necessarily for well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I mean regarding like climate change specifically, well, well, but that's what for other areas of her life, yeah, absolutely. But okay. I, I should get on her about so that. she can. So. Uh, yeah, you can tell her what yeah, a great idea honestly, that she started. Oh yeah, and in that area as well, I've had several conversations with friends who still live back in Tennessee, and they have. I don't know if you know recently, have been having some. Um, well, there's a fire in Gatlinburg right now. Oh, there is. Yeah, it's it's taken out a, a bunch of homes in the area, and um, even a few months earlier in Chattanooga where I lived, there were some um, huge fires just north of there. And um, for an average person who grew up in Tennessee, this is very unprecedented. This has been the warmest year on record. So is it dead dead underbrush and um, dead dead foliage that's creating the the fuel for this? Absolutely, yeah. And the thing is that it's not so much the foliage, because that's always been there. It's it's just a very... It's exactly dry. dry. It's dry. So usually the the precipitation levels are much higher. And so all that foliage is like a damp, moist, you know, kind of... uh, It's a buffer for that. Exactly. So once... Right. And so if once all the waterfalls have dried up and stuff, it just... It's perfect fuel. Um, And the forests there are just so expansive. So it's... it's, uh, it's been i think very eye-opening for a lot of a lot of people out in that area um so yeah i it's been ccl has been a fantastic tool to so how just, did yeah how did you get started then you, you found yeah, so, where their so chapter I, was nearest exactly you. and so then I, got, I went on the the wednesday at five o'clock intro calls okay you which they up. hold them every wednesday and uh, does anybody have that number handy okay well somebody uh, will get me that number yeah. so you works. call the number and it's on it's on the website. If you go to ccl.org, you can go to the the Orange County chapter in California and pull that up. But when you register, if you go to the website and register for the call, and that time doesn't work for you, once you register for the call, they'll give you an option to listen to a recording of okay. a recent call. Or if it if of your local area, though, it's not like an no. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a actually it's the national one. Yeah. Okay, international. It's, it's kind of like an intro call that just explains the platform and what carbon fee and dividend is, and just a general synopsis of what CCL is about and what makes them different. So okay. they did a fantastic job in that intro call, and um, I went to the the gathering, the monthly chapter gathering. Mm-hmm. I think it was the next Saturday, and uh, you know met met Bruce and the rest of the crew, and it was it was just a great group of people that were all different ages and interests and background and so it just uh, seemed like a place where I'd be able to learn a lot about not just climate change but uh, the communication tactics in general for dealing with people who have a completely different mindset from a more liberal perspective that a lot of activists come from. And so. I think you n- maybe noticed too that there were people that were at varying levels of, of involvement over their lives in grassroots activity. Some oh, were absolutely. just newly on board. So you really. Some were old hippies and some were, you know, uh, Republicans that actually are very passionate about climate change. So it's it's a great mix. Yeah. 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 
All right. I I did. I think I've gone to one of your meetings, Mark. Maybe, no, I've gone to a couple meetings now. And so I, that's what I was amazed by that, that it's not the usual suspects that are showing up. It's it's a whole range of of level of involvement. In this I was case. I was just telling Alex and Bruce that we met you originally at a 350.org meeting. One of our members um, started a this chapter. Your life, tried to start a chapter at 350.org. And then we met over at UCI. Actually, this you know UCI Shopping Center, uh, I think that place is gone now. But um, the 350 chapter never got off the ground, but uh, we're glad we met you. All right. Well, yeah, we've, we've got lots to do here with that. So I'm... So what kind of functions are you finding yourself or do you envision yourself doing, Alex? Well, at the upcoming uh, conference that's going on in January for our, our regional conference, I'm going to be leading a uh, workshop on tabling. So I've uh, been able to do that with Bruce some, uh, actually over at the Vegan Festival that happened, gosh, it was a few weeks back, and uh, had a great time there. And um, so they asked me to to lead a, a small workshop on tabling. Um but as far as moving forward, you know, I'm I'm just taking this time to learn as much as I can, doing doing things like this with them, and uh, it's it's just been so eye opening. And the amount of resources that you have access to, just you know, you know, is multiplied exponentially because you're dealing with all these different people who are passionate about it, and they're constantly saying, "Hey, read this book, check out this article, you know, write a letter here, listen to this podcast," and um, all of that has just. I, I, there's no way I would have been able to have learned as much as I have um, in this time period on my own. So that's why I think if you're passionate about it and you you want to just Mitch, learn more about the topic, um, understanding that you can do more with others is going to be ideal. Okay, it's going to you were saying it's going to be ideal. I meant yeah. to turn off one, not everybody's. Oh mic no there. worries. Okay, so. Have you already then, you've been getting some of the training, but have you already tested your metal on uh, a little bit of that kind of, or that's that's coming up, more training? That's more. that's coming, I think. Okay. Yeah. So what's the, the conference? Give us some information on January 2017. What's happening? Sure. Um, I think I can pull up a bit more info, but that's going to be up in, um, actually, Bruce, do you know some of... Okay. Yeah, so it's in uh, Los Angeles, so yeah. it's the last week of January, so that weekend, and it's a two-day conference, and it's a really, what's nice about it is if you want to kind of learn about the group and also get immersed, you don't have to fly to Washington, D.C. for our June conference. It's in Los Angeles, come up in January. Where will it be? It's actually in Claremont. Uh, in Claremont. Claremont. All right. Yeah. Take, uh, in the, the last town on I-10 before you leave the county. Yeah. yeah um, it starts on the 29th or 28th, which is a Saturday, if mm-hmm. my calendar is right. January 28th. January 29th. 28th. Correct. And there's all day Saturday and half a day Sunday. Um, it, when you get 200, there'll be 200 and 250 people there from Santa Barbara South to Mexico. And when you get that many CCLers in the same room at the same time, it's very... It's a very dynamic... Um, Bustling scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're bringing in some great speakers. And actually, for students, they're going to have a huge discount on the price of admission, which is only 10 bucks. So, I mean, it's pretty hard excuse wow. to pass up on if you are interested about this and just want to learn more. Um, there's going to be, uh, I believe, like a couple meals added into the ticket. And So, is this going to be so right on, around on the Claremont College campuses, or is it some... It's right there. Maybe yes. around Pomona is probably the the main kind of campus but is that largely where you're and, and we're getting it rent free they want you to Which have it it's pretty cool That's the huge. uh the students there are very involved with our us the with this issue and they're very involved with Camilla Thorndike who I mentioned earlier yes with hashtag put a price in it yeah I and have seen that before yeah but we'll we'll 
keep that one. Well, I'll put that in the summary too for for the real people episode today. So that's what's happening. That's where you're going to take this. And you, are you um, you're going to be in training and interacting? And I mean, is there what what are you going to get out of? That? Yeah, from what I mean, from what I've been told, it's a, about a 20 minute session on just how to talk to people if you're doing a tabling event. Um, so we'll set up shop all over different kinds of uh, events locally. Or um, I know Mark has done um, some churches as well. Um, just basically anywhere. So where we can let's do. I'm you can bone me up on that. I'm not sure. I'll sure. make it to the training, and you and I will go outside Disney Hall. And we're oh, going to yeah. wait for a leak, like Absolutely. a huge, a huge kind of thing where they've got, they've got so many lines at will call and all that, and they're going. I'm going to dress the part, and we're going to be elegant, and we are going to get people. You have enough up. passion that I'm uh, pretty sure you're going to recruit no, like 50 people for I j- us. So. And I mean, the Seagerstrom Hall. I've seen, I've seen some amazing political fundraisers where we, we, uh, th- there's opportunities knocking there. We can. We got, we've got the crowds massing up there. So, because uh, I know you're going to, you are, I mean, they're easy to get with those rallies uh, along the, the, uh, in, in North Dakota and yeah. in the you know, Greenpeace rallies and things like that. But I, I just want to keep on giving people purpose wherever we find them. And maybe, you know, there's, there's a little peer pressure. <laughs> exactly. I love your enthusiasm. Oh, it's no, it's about CCL, everybody. Back eyes back on your script here. So, <laughs> back. Uh, so, you've described yourself. Let's see, uh, Alex, and your. Um, so, your experiences. You're also telling us about that. So, I, that's what I want. And keep track of that. Keep t- make special note so that when we have you back on here on Ask a Leader, that you will have some very specific kinds of dividends to report to people so they know oh, that there's, I'll have there's a lot more nothing, under my belt. So. It's just a little time they're not getting to spend doing silly things and that they're they're really being fulfilled right. with those kinds of those gatherings and things learned. So now now to the the dread part of our show where we have the incoming chief of staff, Reince Priebus, is already posting on the platforms out there that the he is shaping policy he's one of the guys that is making decisions on appointments where the president-elect is a little adrift on that in that process and he's saying that he's confirmed as of last sunday that climate change denial will be the official policy of the trump administration so we then take ccl focus where you're putting your attentions why maybe you're going to stay right where you've been with the congressional delegation because there may not be any executive branch help there may be more tailwinds than ever well one thing our headwinds excuse me i meant headwinds yeah so so one thing we know about donald trump is he is not an ideologue and he bounces from one thought to the next from day to day or even mid-sentence so, you know, I look back at, um, say, you look back at Rob Portman, who was a senator in Ohio, and he was very much against gay rights. And then his son came out and said, I'm gay, and Rob Portman switched his view. And Donald Trump has a daughter, and the daughter of Anka has three children. So I think there's a lot of opportunities here, especially the way Donald Trump can flip all over the map on his views, where when that opportunity occurs, 
we need to need to have already laid the groundwork so all the congressional Congress people and the senators already understand revenue neutral carbon fee and dividend they understand why it's better than all other alternatives they're educated and they have our backup we CCL have gotten endorsements from businesses and industry leaders religious leaders to back them up and support them so when that day comes and it's it's very possible it's gonna happen and so when that day comes CCL has to have already done the work Yes, Mark. I'd add to that that uh, if if that's their policy in the administration, that they'll be at odds with the Congress, because Congress is not in denial. There are a lot of famous people that get news coverage that are deniers, but that's not how the Republicans look at it. The Republicans in in Congress, the vast majority, understand it's a problem. We should do something about it. And now they don't have Obama to fight anymore. It's it's going to make them the responsible adult in the room. In fact, I would say they already are. And the other thing about our policy is that it appeals to re- to real conservatives. And if Trump can learn about our policy as we lobby him, which is our plan, we hope to change him. Well, in this platform, I can't resist, but I'm impressed by the ex- the behind-the-scenes participants that have convinced me the person that makes Trump's that focuses his decision is the last person that conferred with him. So that if it's a congressional activist that is the last one in his Oval Office or his Trump Tower talking to him about policy, if 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 it is a climate activist in Congress, then that it, that person has to be the last person to talk to him. It can't be anybody else in his extremely insular brain trust. So I that's a I thought well let's let's use the radio waves just to bring to float that idea. There, there are currently 16 Republicans that are on record that climate change is real, caused by us in part, and we should do something about it. Yes, let's That's talk about 16 that. 16 in the House. There's the, I want you to talk about the Gibson Resolution, which was formed with uh, Congressman Gibson about two years ago, and in last year, the Climate Solutions Caucus. So, Bruce, want tell us about those two institutions sure. in Congress. Yeah, so CCL had a very key, had a very key role in that in both the Gibson Resolution, which is HRES 424, and also the Bipartisan Climate Solutions Caucus. So first off, I want to tell you about the Bipartisan Climate Solutions Caucus and what's really cool about that. Right. Is that um, nobody can join that unless they have someone from the other side of the aisle. They come in pairs like Noah's Ark. Exactly. Noah's Ark. taught me. Yes, that's right. (laughs) So if a Democrat wants to join, he or she cannot join until they find a Republican to join together. So there's been 16 of those uh, that have joined on each side um, most of the Republicans have been on the on the East Coast um, especially Miami where they're really feeling some of the the burn burn of that so that's the bipartisan climate solutions caucus and then the Gibson resolution the one mark was referring to that's where Republicans in Congress have signed a resolution that say we need to do something about climate change it's real and it's partially human cost which is major progress from where we were a couple years ago Okay. Yeah, so those are two of the and main And they're things. on there. You can, Folks, you can go to Citizen Climate Lobby's website, and you can see the posters of all of them. Well, this, you know, signing my, on. My added comment is that the sad thing about this is it's not reported in the news. The LA Times and the Orange County Register have not printed anything about the Gibson Resolution the or New the York Climate Times. Caucus. Yeah. It was just sad. But the problem is newspapers don't have reporters to speak of anymore in Washington. So they rely on sort of the same old story. Congress is broken. That's something that 
Our job right now as CCLers is to get the public to call their congressman and ask for action on climate change. They don't have to understand fee and dividend. They don't have to understand cap and trade. They don't have to understand subsidies or anything. They, they just need to ask for action. Because the truth is, Congress only has a few choices, and our, our choice is the one they're going to pick. Okay, for those of you who've just joined us, you're listening to Real People of Orange County. I'm Claudia Shambaugh, filling in for Kimberly Martin. And my guests today are three activists from the Orange County chapters of the Citizens Climate Lobby, and they are Mark Tabert, Bruce Tierney, and Alex Moldonado. And there are now four chapters in Orange County, and you can find them all. Well, the fourth one is about to show up on the website. It's not, I don't think it's posted there yet. And we're talking right now about the current political setting, uh, the dynamic with the executive branch versus the congr- the legislative branch, and we're talking about the Climate Solutions Caucus, and that that is where mainly the action is. So is, is anybody, is any Democrat looking for Mimi Walters to take the step? Um, so far, we've talked to them about that, and she's the, her staffers have said she is not ready to get on board with that. Okay, you know what I'm going to ask next. What do you think is going to be the kicker? Well, the the good news is we don't. What, what we're looking to do with Mimi Walters, if if and with people that feel that way, is soften their tone, get them to understand the benefits, and also you know part of the CCL way is to talk about climate change solutions in line with some of the benefits they're looking for. So security, you know, the more there's climate disasters and droughts in different than third world countries, there's more um, migrants coming into different countries. That's a concern of theirs. So we can appeal on those levels, even on economic levels, on jobs levels, new green energy jobs are far more job intensive than say coal. So there's lots of different avenues we can appeal with them. And if Mimi Walters, we can get her to sort of soften her tone as well as others, it can sort of open the door for more moderate Republicans to sign on. And not everybody has to sign on to this. So maybe you have to find not only the pairing with the other party across the aisle, but maybe she has to go in with another Republican, another pairing. So if you can make it easier for her to go in with another. Right. So you're yeah. going in, not two in, but four in. Exactly. And we have not given up on this by any means. So yeah. it's uh, something we're continuing to work on. How about Ed Royce? How close is he? Mark? Well, the good thing about Ed Royce is that he knows all about our solution. Uh, He calls it a carbon tax. We call it carbon fee and dividend. But I had lunch with Ed Royce. This is now two years ago. And at that time, he stressed to his staff that they should learn about this this subject more. He gave them the homework assignment. He had done it, yeah. He knew. And he he, gave that to them. he's, He's an economist and... The economists in the country today, whether they're Republican or Democrat, the real economists that try to solve this problem, all agree with putting a price on carbon as a solution. Um, we're working on Royce. Uh, he's in charge of an important committee, uh, the Foreign Relations Committee. I met with one of his um, committee staffers uh, by coincidence when I was in Washington two or three weeks ago. Um, we were in line to get our omelets together. And that staffer agree with me that the vast majority of Republicans in the House and Senate agree that climate change is a problem caused by us, and we should do something about it. So that's right out of a, a senior staffer from a committee, which is much more than just a staffer for one congressman. Um, the hard thing about this job right now yes. is getting people to realize that Congress is something we can still work with. 
we have to remember that we're the people. We the people. <laughs> and we're the boss. we got to make that happen. That's our job. So, you've also been working with Kevin McCarthy. He's number 2. He's another California congressional member. So, are his CCL people that are chapters in the San Joaquin Valley, are they are they active or are people from other parts of Orange County of of California approaching Kevin McCarthy? Cuz I know you've met with his at least his chief of staff, right? Or have you met with him directly? He was supposed to meet with us at the Capitol office last year, 2015. He couldn't make the meeting, but we did meet with his senior staff in the Capitol office, which is the first time I ever got to go to the Capitol to have a meeting with a, with a member. The good news about Bakers, Bakersfield is we have sort of a fledgling chapter in Bakersfield, but we just picked up a new uh, volunteer from San Clemente who worked in the oil industry for all his life. Um, now he's an activist with us. He's brand new, but he knows a lot of Kevin McCarthy's friends, supporters. Oh, that's awesome. And he's and actually quite excited. He's going to be the host at the San Clemente, one of the two hosts. The other host in for that For the one, Years of Living Dangerously viewing? Yes, for next Thursday, this coming 8th. Thursday. Oh, wow. Uh, the oh, other, I'd love to hear from the, him. The other leader down there is Larry Kramer, who is the mayor of San Juan Capistrano. Larry is also a captain in the Navy, which is like a full bird colonel in the Army. So we're going we're gonna to have a dynamic duo uh, in San Clemente. Wow. So we'll, we'll have to uh, pick up on that on any one of these KUC shows to hear the movement there going on, Ken McCarthy. And then there are some other encounters that you've had in Orange County or well, the, California. Yeah, the most recent encounter yes. um, is with a uh, staffer of the 45th District. And so this was, um, this was in November. Um, just this last month and you know some of the again it what was encouraging it was they were really peppering us back with questions on things this was not like the first time when I was there in okay like some examples yeah so questions were like well the congressperson is adamantly against a regulatory approach we cannot afford to hurt the economy and you know we have all the data and, and said before that we are not a regulatory approach we're the we're the opposite of say uh, an EPA style approach this is just putting a price on carbon and let it go that takes care of it at the national level, and then a border adjustment makes it global. So, um, you know, it was comments like that um, against against growing big government, and again, our solution is not does not require an infrastructure for, say, managing a cap and trade. There isn't any cap and trade on it. So we have that solution that can really cross the spectrum. It's, you know, part of the challenge is to get them to the point where they want to listen, and they're just beginning to want to listen. Hasn't quite soaked in enough yet. So the... And Mark always has to remind me the the South Carolina congressman who was uh, he was pushed out of office because of his climate change. Bob Inglis. Bob Inglis, and he always maintains that all of the staff are on board with climate change science. It's just a matter of you getting from that last hurdle of to the the leadership, the the actual office holder. And so you can see that when you go into those meetings. Is that, I mean, is that pretty evident? Yeah, and I think, you know, a big part of where CCL's opportunity is is to not go in there and debate them and say, you're wrong, you need to change your mind. There's a Yale study that says 93% of people that don't believe in global warming feel they cannot have their mind changed and trying to change it will make them harden their position. So part of our opportunity and challenge is to give them an on-ramp to get from where they are to where they need to be with climate change without telling them they're wrong. 
So that's that's where I think uh, one of the ways that you know CCL is a really good approach at how to do these things. It's finding common ground first and building these bridges over to where we all need to go. And if people were able to join me in the studio, you could see like these are these are your s- super mainstream white guys. Uh, at- just the business comportment that I can just see being extremely subversive. And well, yes, uh, Alex hasn't been to those meetings yet, but uh, and we'll talk about what we're going to wear at Disney too. That's, oh, sure. That's, it's uh, it's always about the costume is really important in the in the packaging here. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely is. So, you started with with Congresswoman Mimi Walters, and by the way, I'm going to get to interview her on my show on December 20th. So, we're, all right, we'll, fantastic. Good so for we'll you. get right. uh, we're gonna, we have a lot of work. So you guys can help me with my questions on there. We but, would like to do that. Yeah. I would really like. No, we will. we will. We will. We will. Like, I've already sent words because she's cause you don't signed. Want, on. I don't want you to get us in trouble. No, you're not going to get me in any <laughs> trouble. No, I'm going to. I know. I'm going to take her up on the things that she's tweeting. But that's uh, that's separate from what we're talking about now for climate change. So that is coming up there. But you began though Wonderful. when that's you great. met with her. Mm-hmm. It was about what her concerns are for her own offspring. You had to really start this geologic yeah. movement at yeah. that data point. She, we, we found her to be, it was two of us that went in, we found her to be a really great listener, asking questions. She was sincerely interested in what we were ha- what we were saying. She talked about her four children. She said one of them went to, uh, you know, half Sounds of her major was environmental studies. Um, so, you know, it was a very open conversation. She said, I don't really right now have anyone working on climate change. Maybe, you know, you guys could help us get involved. So okay. a lot so of the right Yeah, where do you signs, leave her with that then? Well, of course, we followed up on that and okay. try to continue to make progress. But, you know, there's a lot of a lot of inertia in that whole chain. And so, again, it's part of what we do. I wish it was simpler and we could just jump right in and help formulate something. It's not that clean and simple. So it's it's a long road to get there and we're making good progress is about all I can say so far. So what interests me in this political back and forth and wh- where how power is dealt with that there is a I I know I was going to go here the the public choice theory in political science is it's the the entity that it focuses on one thing only will prevail in the political discourse if there is a person with multiple agendas then that make it weakens their engagement with the one that has only one issue nra is the example par excellence for uh, how that political public choice theory works or the log rolling so i want to know with the citizen climate lobby for example in orange county do you know that your membership is has eyes on a lot of other balls too or is it a concern in how far you're going to be able to take your movement well i'll start with the first part of your question about a focus on one issue like the nra has done the same thing and i think you look at different options out there and one of them is of course cap and trade another one is a carbon fee and dividend or carbon tax and sometimes what those do is they're not revenue neutral. The money comes in and they use it for special pet projects. And that I think is where the Republicans will get really anxious and gonna get very much difficulty. Ours is focused on addressing climate change and that really addresses just about every other thing you could think of. So the money comes in and goes right back to the constituents as a monthly dividend. So from that sense, I think it's much cleaner and simpler and more. How does it do that? How does it go back? It goes back to general revenues, or so it or comes to into a fund. A cred- okay, it comes into a fund, and then every month everyone gets a check. So it's uh, it's adult- like Alaska's 
their their dividend yeah, from right. the they actually have one. Yeah, the extraction Sarah Palin's Alaska okay. exactly of, of oil from the, okay. Yeah, so every adult in a household up to two, uh, every adult gets one, and then up to two children get a half a credit for that. And the way we're doing it is it's a monthly dividend check because right now in California we all get our our carbon tax money back in our buried and hidden in our energy bill, and no one knows we're getting it. So you know, a big part of our research shows you do this as a monthly dividend, and people understand where that money came from. Okay. This. And, that, and that money grows. I mean, I don't know the numbers exactly, but it becomes thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars a year. Per household. Back to, per household. Not taxpayer uh, account, but household. And it, okay. And once this thing starts, you build a great constituency to keep it going. Once they get this check in the mail, they're going to find ways to cut back on their energy use, dirty fuel, um, and they're going to look for that check. And they, Yeah, and the connections with public health. Right, lower carbon, public health, other factors are a, a positive for them. Well, I want to make sure you have a chance as we wrap up the show about where again people can meet you. There's Citizens Climate Lobby, CCL.org is where to find out about ongoing events, how to get your introductory phone call, and for the December eight. Years of Living Dangerous episode-a-thon where, where people again can go and we'll have to close. We're going to be at four locations. We're going to be at Temple Bat Yam in Newport Beach. We're going to be at the UU Church. We're going to be at the UU Church in, uh, in uh, Mission Viejo. We're going to be at the UCC Church on Imperial in Brea. And we'll be in San Clemente at St. Andrews. And the thing that show, I've seen the preview of the show, so I've had access to the show. And basically they show you a person that did it, does what we do, who has been very successful at it, uh, a fellow named Jay Butera. So you'll get, to, you'll get a really better feel for how our methodology works. Okay. Well, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to add and give you a, a, like the, one of the last words? Sure. Um, I mean, if this is something that interests you, then please sign up for that phone call. Check out our our little video online that has a a great graphic that kind of explains carbon fee and dividend in a simple two-minute video. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see you at one of our watch parties for years of living dangerously. Which we all are right now. Bruce? Yeah, and I echo Alex's points. And if, you know, uh, for every hundred or so people out there that are listening to this radio broadcast or podcast, I'm sure there's five or ten of you that are thinking, yeah, I could really do this. I could probably step up. Do I have time? And you find you do have time, and it's so rewarding. And so I definitely, like Alex said, encourage you to check out citizensclimatelobby.org. Well, Mark Tabbert, Bruce Tierney, and Alex Maldonado, I want to thank you so much for joining us on Real People of Orange County and for all the important work you're doing. Thank you, Claudia. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, in closing, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. on my show, Ask a Leader, I'm going to continue with the climate science theme, interviewing Michael E. Mann, Earth System Scientist at Penn State and joint recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize in 2007 with fellow scientists on the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. If you missed any of Real People or other public affairs shows, you can find the podcast at KUCI.org or on our show's websites. Thanks for listening, everyone. Dale, 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 dale,